Hello and welcome to Beyond the Real right here on the Mountain 91.5. The tune that you're listening to right now is Blues Suffocation and Suffocation Blues by Black Pistol Fire. I'm sorry I said that wrong, but it really is Suffocation Blues by Black Pistol Fire. And it is a tune that was used in one of last weekend's new releases, the 2019 Hellboy. This is Beyond the Real. We are here talking about movies. My name is Colin. My name is Garrett. And I'm Anthony. All right, we got some movies to talk about. We got some trailers to talk about. We got some big news here. So, let's let's get to the talking. So, it wasn't at the top of the box office, but it is the first movie that we're going to talk about today, and that is the 2019 Hellboy starring David Harbour, directed by Neil Marshall, and is a reboot of the Previous Guillermo del Toro Hellboy movies, Hellboy in 2004 and Hellboy 2 The Golden Army in 2008. But I was not the only one that saw it, and I know what I think, so I want to hear what Garrett thinks. Well, let me preface this by saying I've never seen a Hellboy movie before today. Really? Yes, really. And I enjoyed the heck out of this movie. It was a joyride from start to finish. I just love the action sequences. It was just really fun. Yeah, man, like uh, the the song that was just on, That I think that's one of the... It's not used in an action sequence, but... The movie has that kind of tone throughout most of it, especially when he's like fighting the giants kind of early on. Yeah. Like it just puts on like three different rock tunes in that sequence, and it's so kind of guitar. Yeah, and it, and it's kind of cool. But as somebody who did see the Hellboy movies, this is kind of this is kind of cool. I thought they pale in comparison because that is a case where I think they really just they nailed it the first time. Right, at right. least for me, like I. I I went home after seeing this Hellboy movie and started reading the comics because I have a whole bunch of Hellboy comics and I just went back to go reread them. And a lot of the stuff that they choose to put in it comes from like towards the end of the actual series because the Hellboy series, it ended like there are still series. There are still things and stories coming out of it, but the actual Hellboy miniseries is done and there's a clear through line throughout there's a clear through line present in the series and the ending parts of that are really a lot of the elements that are adapted like Nimue and the Baba Yaga right um, and I I thought this movie it was I compared to Suicide Squad I think okay, okay. because I, th- I don't know there was a lot of um it was kind of choppy and there was a whole bunch of like editorial things that were happening. It was kind of all over the place for me. And right, there's, right. there's so many songs. Yeah. Like admittedly, they're all fun, long but track list, but there's a, there's a lot of them. I kept waiting for John Wick to show up every time we talk about Baba Yaga. Just waiting for him to pop out of the woodwork. Dude, the Baba Yaga sequence was my favorite part of the movie. So creepy. They mm. did a really good job with like making the demons actually scary. Rather like the whole entire film is just over the top. And I'm kind of catching on to that's like the thing. That's what makes Hellboy Hellboy. It's just everything's over the top. The gore is over the top. The violence is over the top. And just Hellboy, his character himself, is just over the top. He's just big, huge personality. He just kind of like... And everything... I thought the demons were really well done. All of them were unique, too. And nothing... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, Like, there's a, there's a guy at the beginning in that wrestling ring or whatever and he's like a man bat yeah. kind of that was that was kind of cool um i thought some of the cg was actually pretty good like yeah. you said but there's some of it that isn't 
especially towards the end when there's like demons running through the city and all that kind of all that kind of fun stuff. It's it's hit or miss, but it is I think it's like the definition of a go in, turn your brain off and have fun movie because there's I didn't find anything deep there. There's no theme, there's no message. Yeah, not it, much of a story that I could see. No, no, there isn't really much of a story, but I was at the end of the day disappointed because I'm kind of a Hellboy fan. I like those first two movies and I like a lot of the comics and the sequence that's been portrayed in a lot of the marketing where he gets his horns and he gets the crown and he gets the sword that gave me chills. Like that was actually super, super awesome. Yeah. It just looks cool. And I was sitting in the theater like this is, this is the comic. This is what it's supposed to be. It, it looks like this. And it was really cool, but I was in a very, I was in a very empty theater for the most part. Yeah. I was the only one in there besides people I went with. Oh, really? Wow. Um, Apparently, our theaters weren't the only ones that had that situation because Hellboy made twelve million at last weekend's box office, but it's it, it was, but it was projected to make sixteen and a half. Its budget was a comparatively moderate fifty million, so it's not a tremendous bomb. So far, so far, yeah. I don't know how international audiences will take it or anything right. like that. Um, you never know; they might love it. Yeah, China, man. You never China, know. They just gobble everything up. I mean, you know, one of the reasons why the Fast and the Furious movies are so successful is because they're huge overseas. Like, a Fast and Furious film might make, like, I don't know, like, not, not much domestically, maybe, like, four, five, six hundred mil. But, like, overseas, like, it goes over billions. And you're like, wow. <laughs> and they said this is one last ride, Vin Diesel. You're wrong, man. Because we're going on <laughs> 9 and 10 in the spinoff movie. When does it end, you know? It's like, come on. Well, China's the only reason why Pacific Rim got a sequel, right? Probably. Well, I mean, I, I'm not too sure. I don't know if Pacific Rim was entirely successful. But, I mean, like, I, I don't know if it grossed over a billion dollars. I doubt it. No, nothing nothing like that. But it made, like, something like over 70% of its total worldwide gross from China. So, clearly, that was a big pull for for them to make a sequel and then have a bunch of their characters in said sequel be Chinese and speak Mandarin because they really want that Chinese audience. And that's something maybe not specifically pandering to Chinese audiences, but films in China are huge, man. Like there's Pacific Rim, like Japanese culture, like kind of thing. Like those monsters, aren't they Japanese? Yeah. The Kaiju. Now that you mention it. It's something like that. It's something Godzilla-inspired, at least. I don't know. Well, I I don't know if I don't know enough about Pacific Rim. Well, regardless, I I think it's just because China's one of the biggest. You know, I think it's the biggest uh, population-wise. I think it's the biggest country in the world. Um, so, and obviously, you know, that's where a lot of the money comes from. Oh, international. A lot. Of, for example, I think Aquaman. Got a lot of got got a lot of his money from international box office. He sure did. Yeah. So yeah. China's the second biggest movie market in the world behind the U.S. US. No, uh, I, no, I mean not. Uh, I mean population size because I think there's over. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm talking yeah, like, about like oh, I'm talking yeah. about like a uh, like movie. Yeah, gross. movie goes. Yeah, mm-hmm. U.S. is number one when it comes to movies yeah. in general. So 
who knows? Maybe, maybe in China they'll really enjoy Hellboy, and uh, and they they might like it there. That being said, it does kind of set up a sequel, like yeah. that. It has a nice tease toward the end of featuring a character that was in the Ron Perlman movies that wasn't here. But I don't know if they're going to make enough money for the studio to determine if that's a worthwhile investment. What I wasn't expecting from it was David Harbour to be as good as he was. I really like David Harbour. Um, I was introduced to him in Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. And when I saw he was in this, I had to see it just because he was in it. And then you can never tell, though. No, but his personality just fits it really well. I feel like, yeah, it really does. He's he's like gruff, standoffish, and the way that they have Hellboy portray makes him seem kind of like a he's like a he's like a younger teen almost in his attitude, but he's like the peak of human physicality and got some demon powers. So it ends up with a really good mix that Harbor fit really well. I think he was probably the standout of the cast for me. The villain, the blood queen Nimue, played by Mila Jovovich. I wasn't so keen on her. I don't know. She didn't do a whole lot. But it, but it also wasn't really her movie. Right. Um, she was, She's there as a big villain, and I think Mila Jovovich certainly has presence. So she did She did that. Um, One thing that bothered me, and it wasn't specific to the villain, is that if you... um look at the color hues of Hellboy's skin, the color of his skin does not match the color of his right hand. Oh, on his uh, Fist of Doom or whatever Yeah, the called. right hand of Doom. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it's, like a, it's like a shade off. Uh, did you notice in one of the scenes, he's like crawling on a rock, and if you like look, he like slides his right hand of Doom over the rock, and it like jiggles, like the foam prop jiggles. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. That's awesome. He's like crawling out of the river and he's like, his like, <laughs> hand like jiggles like it's foam. And I kind of, I laughed a little bit, but. Oh, I didn't notice that, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but they weren't the only actors in the film. There's also Ian McShane who plays Hellboy's dad. I hated him. Yeah, I don't, I. He, I felt like he did his, what he was supposed to do, but I feel like he wasn't supposed to be a likable character to begin with. That's, that's true. I'm. He got me there, and he's he's kind of like that tough love father figure. Like, he did what I had to do. He he oh. swears at Hellboy a lot, and he yeah. mocks him a lot. And I just didn't. There wasn't any heart there for me. There wasn't anything to latch on to there for me. It's just like oh, witty banter, gotta love it. But I I overall did have fun with Hellboy. I'm not sure that I would see it again, but it was an. It was a great popcorn flick. I was I yep. was sitting in the theater actually eating popcorn and having fun with it during Hellboy. And if you are of age to see a rated R film and you like over-the-top gore and rock music and CG monsters, then maybe Hellboy could be a flick that you check out this weekend if you are into that. Next film that we're going to talk about is marketed to an entirely different demographic than R-rated action kind of action kind of metalheads and that film is missing link i didn't see it but anthony was lucky enough to and i would love to hear about it all right i will tell you i will tell you almost everything about it except for spoilers so we're not talking about that uh missing link is the fifth film from Leica, 
Leica is an animation studio responsible for the hits such as Coraline, Paranorman, The Box Trolls, and Kubo and the Two Strings. It's they're a unique kind of animation style. It's not computer animation what you see from you know Disney and Illumination. It's stop motion, incorporating some CG effects, but mostly it's stop motion. Like they build the sets and you know the environment is pretty much crafted almost by hand, and uh, it's it it's what gives it a unique uh, style. But um, yeah, no, it's it was pretty enjoyable. Uh, What's um, it about? I was getting to that, man. Oh, cool. Uh, let's see. The film takes place in uh, the Victorian era, so it's later in you know uh, the later half of the Victorian era in England, and it stars Hugh Jackman. Yes. Wow, Hugh Jackman as Sir Lionel Frost. He is w- one of the world's greatest adventurers, though he's mocked by his peers because he's always. You know, he has these very ambitious ideas and, you know, he's like, I'm going to go find the Loch Ness Monster or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. And his peers are like, oh, no, Lionel, that is just ridiculous. We cannot be. Yeah, they just. I heard the Hugh Jackman in that, man. Yeah. Well, (laughs) regardless, uh, he gets mocked by his peers who are older, but, you know, he doesn't care. He just goes on with his day until he gets a letter saying that there's uh, evidence or proof that there is a Sasquatch in the uh, Washington State area Ooh. in the United States. And um, so he, he proves he tries to prove to his peers, he says, hey, there's a Sasquatch. They don't believe him, but he's like, I'm going to show you the proof. And eventually he goes across the United States to Washington, discovers the Sasquatch. He actually could talk and uh, – they call him Mr. Link, a.k.a. Susan. You'll, you'll learn about that later. Interesting. Uh, but, yeah, no, they basically go on this adventure because, you know, the Sasquatch wants to find his ultimate home, his ultimate destiny. So Lionel takes him on that journey along with uh, the help from his former acquaintance, uh, Adelina, played by Zoe, Sandel, uh, Zoe Zandala. Zoe Saldana. Zandala. There we go. A little off the tongue there. And, uh, yeah, no, they go on this adventure to f- help find Mr. Link, a.k.a. Susan's home, uh, played by Zach Galifianakis. So it's it's a great film. Uh, it's very witty. It's very uh, – uh, it's, it, it's dry humor, but it's 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 a good, overall good adventure. Uh, they described it as, like, Indiana Jones meets uh, – it just it, – like an, an average like adventure story that has a lot of heart and motion to it. It kind of gave me. You guys ever seen uh, the Adventures of Tintin? That movie. I did not, but I heard it was really good. Yeah, it's it kind of gave me those vibes because it's like it's an animated movie, but it wasn't just for kids. It was for adults, and this movie I actually feel like leans more towards like older kids to adults because you know there's not a lot of action in it. And unfortunately, if you take probably a four, five, six-year-old kid, they're not probably going to be into it as, say, maybe like a 12, 13, 14-year-old okay. kid or adults because it's very – because, you know, it takes place later, Victorian-style era. They, you know, they kind of talk a little more fancier. Uh, I it's, it's very, like, artsy. It's very, like, out there. But, like, I admire that because you don't really see that nowadays. It's not, like, Minions or something like that. And – you know, like, when they say, like, and, and I said it before, when they say animation is just for kids, that is not true, okay? It's not just for kids. This movie 
follows in that path that it's not just for kids. It could be for adults, too. Adults can get a lot out of it. It's just, you know, when they shove, for example, minions down your throat, you're like, oh, like that, that, that is just for kids. And kids will just like eat that stuff up. Like little kids will eat it up. But along with Wonder Park, one, yeah, along with Wonder Park, <laughs> another fantastic film that you shouldn't waste your money on. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's it, it's unfortunate that it's like very unique and out there, and because it's so different from say like a Pixar film or a Illumination film. If 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 I feel bad for like because they're kind of like the underdogs in a sense, like. There's titans like Disney that are rolling out like all these big property colorful things and then there's you know little studios like Leica that are just trying to make you know quality entertainment and I don't know I just feel like they just they just move along you know they don't they don't really get the acknowledgement but I feel like you should definitely check this out it has a lot of great animation like I tell you like they're actual it's stop motion so like they literally move the characters like an inch like if you if you know how stop motion works it's like they have they build the sets they build the characters they have the camera and they literally snap snap essentially like a still or shoot a still and move like they'll have to move like a character like their arm maybe like in one direction like a slight turn and then take a picture and then eventually the more you do that it gives you the illuminate or uh illusion of animation and i don't know it's just it's just visually really stunning and it's just definitely, I think, worth your money. I, you know, you gotta you gotta back up these other studios because you know it's not just Disney that makes great stuff. It's it's little studios like Leica, and definitely check it out. I I think it's I think it's definitely worth the money. Kids, little kids might not get out of a lot out of it because it's it is kind of little artsy. It is not like in your face, bubble, you know, jokey, poppy, whatever. But you know, this is definitely like a movie that. It's not only just for kids, but for everybody. It's it's for you know adults too, so I would definitely check it out. And I and I felt bad maybe because it was just a Monday evening and it's a weird time going to the movies. But like I was the only one in my theater, which is such you know it's such a shame because it's like it's a pretty good movie and it's not really getting the credit it deserves. So sounds like you weren't the only one that was maybe in an empty theater across the country. It made not even six million. It was projected to make ten, and its budget wasn't provided, but both Coraline and Kubo and the Two Strings had a budget of around sixty million. So, if that trend is consistent, then maybe that's where I mean, that's this just, film's budget I, I lies around. I, I guess that's just what it, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't seen any figures. I'm just assuming. Yeah, I don't. It's just like because it's a niche thing. It's a very like different. They're different kind of movies, you know. Because stop motion is. I'm, I'm not saying stop motion's dead or anything like that, but it's it's just different from. It's it's not like what you see the norm. The norm is the norm now is computer animation. Like that's what people see and that's what makes money. It's like releasing a 2D animated film. Kind of like uh ooh, what's a what was a gosh, now I can't even think of a 2D. Oh, Teen Titans go to the movies. I know like that was a movie based off like an animated show, but that right. was a 2D movie. And like that couldn't hold a candle to you know, Toy Story Four or Frozen Two, and I and I honestly think it's not just because of the, the great story and the great characters, but it's also because of the technology too. It's like we've just become accustomed to seeing, you know, these these movies that look computery. Like if we 
put in a 2D movie, I feel like a lot of people won't flock to it because it's not like popping. It's not like, but it is popping. Like 2D animation is fantastic, and I wish they bring it back, you know, to its glory. But I didn't see any marketing for this movie at all. The, it I, was, I haven't seen a trailer. I haven't no, seen same. a poster. I, I haven't. I hadn't even heard of it before we talked about it last week because no. it was coming up. No, I've I've seen stuff for it. It's but the thing is, is when you're smaller, I feel like when you're a smaller film in a smaller studio, you're not going to get, you're not going to have a lot of money to advertise. But I did see marketing for it in a lot of uh, movies I saw. But I don't know. Just definitely check it out. It's it's worth your time. Sounds like if you enjoy animation mm-hmm. and you like quality, maybe quality filmmaking, that type of thing, if you enjoy Leica's previous entries, such as Coraline, Kubo and the Two Strings, Paranorman, then Missing Link might be another good entry in that wheelhouse, okay. and it just might fit right in with Leica's other films. Yeah. Awesome. So there was one other movie that we're going to talk about from last weekend, and it actually topped the box office for the newcomers, and that is little it's a comedy starring regina hall Issa ray and a 13 year old girls actress whose name i am completely blanking on man I'm gonna, she, I'm gonna have to look that up she plays uh i, I her name is her name escapes me too but she's on blackish on abc oh I, she uh, plays the oh so I she's not little, completely new yeah no she's she's okay. more on television than movies but okay well, Little is about a very bitter 38-year-old woman played by Regina Hall, and she's really mean to all her co-workers, she's mean to her assistant, and one day she wakes up and she is 13 years old, and her assistant, who she was formerly really mean to, has to help her, and comedy ensues through situations, and she has to learn the value of accepting who you are and being nice and... I thought it was fine. I it has it has some laughs occasionally. Uh but there are three things that happen in Little that just made me like glow on the inside. The first thing is little 13-year-old Jordan is her character in the movie. Little 13-year-old Jordan goes to a fancy restaurant and there's a Mary J. Blige song playing over the speakers and she grabs a breadstick uses it as a microphone and starts singing along in front of all the in front of the whole crowd of the restaurant and that that spoke to me man well, at least it's not a hairbrush i feel like you see a lot of hairbrush or like a comb yeah like in home alone yeah. but a breadstick but, a, yeah. but it's a breadstick now we're, a, we're we're stepping up our game here uh-huh, folks uh-huh it's a, it's a breadstick it's it's original second thing is she does this sort of contrived like dance at her middle school that she has she has to go to school now that she's 13 again and there's some comedy from there and she does a bunch of dance moves in front of everybody to say you shouldn't be embarrassed and one of the dance moves she does is the robot followed by the running man followed by the disco and a whole bunch of other dance moves that i do not have time to list on here (laughs) but that kind of spoke to me too that made me a little bit happy was there any Fortnite dances yes oh Lost all my faith. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't like it either. But that's just that's just what's in now. Mm. Actually, just as, as a side note, the the girl's name, uh, Alina, uh, in uh, Missing Link, her last name is Fortnite. You can't escape. It's probably it. not. It's probably not a reference to the game, though. No, no. no. I just I just think it's funny because it you just said escape. Fortnite. I'm like, hmm. hmm. <laughs> Interesting last name. Mm. Oh. Well, yes. as a as a movie, I thought 
little was fine. It's innocuous. It doesn't. It's not terribly great. It's not laugh out loud funny. I'd say it was a little funny, right? A Ooh. little. That's a Ooh. good note to end on. Thank you. Thank you. There hasn't been a comedy in the multiplexes in a while, though. So if you're looking for some solid laughs this weekend, maybe maybe Little could be a fun movie for you. But if you are going to see a movie this weekend, you should see it at Celebration Cinema Mount Pleasant. It's a theater here up here in Local Michigan. And the college students all go there to see their movies. And there's a good reason for that, because it's an awesome theater. They have a wonderfully friendly staff and just <laughs> just... I can't I really cannot list enough good things about Celebration Cinema, but I want to thank them for allowing us to do what we do, see these movies so we can talk about them to you and there's not enough good things I can say about Celebration Cinema. So, those were our movies from last weekend. We got Hellboy, Missing Link and Little and we are going to transition here to our movie lib section of the week, starting with a noun, breadstick. I I think that's appropriate. <laughs> yeah, it it is. It is. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Next is a title. Sir, like S-E-R. Like a Sir, knight. very nice. Very nice. Ooh, jump with the gun here. Yeah, man, you're, you're starting off strong. All right, breadstick, sir. Need a plural noun. Tongs. Uh, doors. Lores. No, door, doors is pretty good. Doors, uh, I like doors. Yeah. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. It's... It's the the doors. Come a little bit closer. Nope. 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 Moving on. Adjective. Bad. How about? Oh wait, no, that's an adverb. Never mind. Bad is okay. Bad's okay. Yeah. Need an occupation. Vampire killer. How about? Vampire. Oh, person, zombie hairstylist. I love zombie hairstylist. I love zombie hairstylist. Thank you. Next is a noun. Um, and if you can, I'm gonna need a, gonna need a bunch of nouns for this one. So if you, whatever whatever treasure trove you're pulling these words out of, I hope it runs a little deep. Um, so. how about treasure? Chest. Treasure chest. <laughs> Treasure chest, okay. Oh. Can do. Can do. Coffer. That's okay. Um next is a plural noun. Plural noun. Plural noun. Handkerchiefs. Uh <laughs> how about uh, uh toilets. I like um, handkerchiefs. Oh, no, okay. handkerchiefs. Right. Well, I, I I can't think of it. I'll think of like 15 nouns. Pocket after squares. The, yeah, there you go. Pocket squares. That's that's how it is, man. You'll you'll try and think of the answer or something and then you'll think and then you'll I'll think of something get like it 10 times better. Like 2 hours later when you're not thinking about it at all. Need a female name. Nancy. Libby. Libby? Cindy, Cindy, Sydney, 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 or uh, Aaliyah, uh, Doris. Actually, we Carmen. I kind of, I kind of like Doris. I don't know why. It's, it's Doris. Like, Doris. It's like, it's like one of those, one of those like forties or fifties names that nobody actually names their kid anymore. Doris, please, you know, you know Dor- like Lois is one of those. Um, Lois. 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 Did I do that? All right. Need an amount of time. 
Uh, let's say eighty-eight minutes. Eighty-eight minutes. Why eighty-eight what, minutes? What can you because do in eighty-eight I, minutes? Because I put when I was ten years old, I put chicken wings in the microwave for eighty-eight minutes, and by oh, the fiftieth no. mark, it started burning. And, uh, my <laughs> it didn't entire, start burning before. <laughs> it was a solid half an hour, and what? then it started. It started burning, and then my whole kitchen smelled oh, like smoke. That's incredible. I did and that it, with mozzarella sticks wait, once. I did that with Bosco sticks once. <laughs> well, regardless, we had to throw away the plate because it was just black. On the oh, man, I thought you were going to say we had to throw away the microwave. <laughs> I, I mean, that would be kind of hard because it was kind of like, uh, you know, like shoved into uh, it. would be hard to get it out. But you know. Man, I, I thought anything more than like five minutes in the microwave was just death. But well, you push it, the like, defrost button. It goes in there for like 20 minutes. Really? Yeah, sometimes, but it depends on what you're defrosting. Wow, sounds like microwaves have a variety of of functions here. But if you have more power, ah, 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 well, you have that more. 1,000 watt microwave. 1,000 watts, <laughs> ah, oh, ah, ah, You gotta get that. Or the 1,100 watt, the premium edition. More seems like you power. Guys are, seems like you guys are being a bit nerdy, which is kind of an emotion, which is the next thing I need. Nerdy's an emotion? Hmm. Well, it's a, it's a thing you can be, right? Mm. Excited, like I'm excited to talk about these trailers later. How about uh, disgusted? Um, shy. Um, nervous. No, no, I can, I can use, I can use disgusted, but um, the context that I'm looking for is like disgust, like excitement, that type of thing. So disgust, disgust works. I can use that. Uh, it's one of the emotions in Inside Out. That's a good movie. I like that movie a lot. Um, next is a noun. Trucks, trailers, boats. Wait, bo- oh wait, no, no, that's that's plural nouns. Boat, trailer, <laughs> truck, airplane, train. What about those things that you let, like a cable car? That's what they're called. On a train, cable car. Okay, I, I, I can. Yeah, it's two brothers. <laughs> In a- <laughs> Actually, just 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 brother. You know, we're not into the plural nouns. Yeah, yet. cable yeah. car. Right. Uh, plural noun is the plural noun is the next one though. Brothers, sisters, <laughs> two brothers, sisters, on the planet of cats. Um, uh, you got me. You got me going with the Rick and Morty reference. I want to use brothers. Last one is a male name. Josh, Drake. <laughs> Steve. Uh, if not, if not, you got Walter. Specifically, crazy Wal- Steve. Ste- yeah, yeah. Crazy, <laughs> crazy Steve. What about Walter? I mean, like you know, he's you know he's always losing to uh, that weather man. On the, no, Gib- Gibby. 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 <laughs> uh, I, I got I got crazy Steve though. <laughs> now that's an adjective. Crazy. crazy. It is. It is. It is. So, I didn't like Hellboy enough to write a movie live about it, and I didn't. I also didn't really like Little enough to write a movie live about it. So I looked up as much stuff as I could. About the one flick this weekend that I didn't see. Missing. And, and that is Missing Link, which yeah. in this case is actually Missing Breadstick. There we go. <laughs> I, like I, I can't find it. Where'd it go, man? <laughs> it's probably at Olive Garden. Sir Breadsticks, who is eight doors tall and covered in fur, oh. recruits bad zombie hairstylist Sir Lionel Treasure. <laughs> yeah, that's a good name for him. <laughs> He's such a treasure. He's played by Hugh Jackman. It's a Lionel treasure at your service. He's such a delight. I'm imagining him like being introduced to like the Royal Society of something, and now introducing Sir Lionel treasure. 
to go on a journey to find his long lost handkerchiefs. Oh, <laughs> I lost them all these years ago. Just check the lint. <laughs> tray. I'm so they emotional. My... Too. <laughs> check the lint. Tra- <laughs> <laughs> they, they were my favorite handkerchiefs. <laughs> I need them back. Mm. Along with adventure Doris, eighty-eight minutes. Yeah, Doris. Oh, that's so stupid. <laughs> the trio encounter their sh- their fair share of peril and disgust. Through it all, they learn that one can find cable cars in the least likely of places. <laughs> <laughs> you never know; it's just gonna come swinging out of nowhere. It could be right here. It could be next door. Coming through the wall of the studio. <laughs> the least likely of places. From the studio that brought you Crazy Steve and the Two Brothers comes. <laughs> Man, that sounds like a bad family drama. I wonder what. Cra- my eyes, Johnson. I, w- <laughs> I can't a- see, but I totally got ants in my eyes. <laughs> I wonder what Crazy Steve's family's like. I wonder if they're all crazy. Maybe they're normal. Maybe they got like Crazy Robert as the father, or, like cra- Crazy uh, Crazy Margaret as the mother. They're they're just all crazy. They're all cra- yeah, that's what I was thinking. They're all they're all I mean, crazy or something. As long as we're going on the Rick and Morty train. Uh, there's that one episode where everything is presented with Cronenberg. Like, hey, how you doing, Cronenberg, Morty? Th- this family could be, hey, how you doing, Crazy Steve? I'm doing great, Crazy it's Mom. Just... <laughs> <laughs> it's alternate dimension. From the studio comes Missing Breadstick. Yeah, yeah I'd see that movie. You yeah. should totally see it because, you know, it's not just for kids. You know, it's animation. You know, It could be for adults, too. <laughs> sounds sounds like it could be a fun movie. It really, it really does, and... I don't know where I'm gonna find my next cable car, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on the prowl, <laughs> gonna Keeps be looking around for it. Of the Rick so, and Morty character that looks mm. just like a breadstick. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually need to take some time to look around for it here, which is why we're gonna take a short break. But if you want to hear about some later movies like Breakthrough and Star Wars, <gasps> be sure to stay tuned right here on the Mountain ninety one five. Hello and welcome back to Beyond the Real right here on the Mountain 91.5. We are back here with you talking about movies. And right now we're going to talk about some movies that are coming out this coming weekend. The first of which is Breakthrough, which is based on a true story of a child that falls through the ice and is in the freezing cold water for a very large amount of time but is able to pull through and creates a very large online presence of that story in the process. I'm not sure what to think of it. I don't know enough about the true story. You know, I think by watching the trailer, I think they kind of just gave the entire movie because it was just, this was in the trailer. Mm -hmm. It was like, I saw the trailer too. Yeah. It was like, Oh, he's in the ice. Oh, he's, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's probably going to die because he's in the ice. Oh my gosh. He survived. Like, it's like, that was all in the trailer. It's like, Mm Hmm. I don't know. I just I just oh. feel like that's kind of just like giving away the whole movie. So I, I think like. that the 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 movie's not really about the story. It's more about like the journey, like the family's journey and how how they grow in their faith. Because it is going to come out on Easter weekend. This is like a oh, oh a yeah, movie. that's right. Yeah. This is a, You're going to yeah. go yeah. see with your family on Easter to kind of like after you get done with church, you go to lunch and you go see if this nice feel good movie that yeah. happened. I feel like it's the entire point of the movie is not necessarily that oh he lives. It's more of the journey as the family grows closer together with their uh, pastor and that kind of thing. I was kind of getting that vibe from Unplanned, like because I I saw the trailer for Unplanned once, and it it tells you everything, and you kind of knew you knew if that if you were going to see that movie or not, and 
I'm kind of getting that similar feeling from Breakthrough. It stars Mike Coulter, who many people might know from their small screens as Luke Cage. I like him a lot. He's he's so he's so charismatic and likable in almost everything he does. I like him. I think he's cool. I, as a as a basketball fan, that is not me. Probably once said I like Mike, and in my case, Mike is Mike Coulter. So no, break, not, not Michael Jordan. I like Michael Jordan in Space Jam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, he was good. In that. All right. Yeah. So breakthrough. It's going to be a little light on Easter weekend this weekend because it's Easter. And that's just that's just how it usually is. And the other movie is the latest Disney nature production. It is Penguins. I haven't seen the other Disney nature films, so I'm not really sure what to expect or what to think of them. Have you? I mean, I mean, yeah, they're visually they're visually really stunning, especially with this penguin one. It's very. Uh... They give you like a glimpse into the life of the specific penguin and all the I believe his name is Steve and all the uh you know situations and struggles he goes through. But like visually it's just oh my gosh, it's so cool. It's like there's scenes of, you know, penguins flying you know, or not flying, flying I'm yeah. sorry, not flying. Penguins do not fly. But <laughs> I mean like swimming, like they have like the technology that you're you're underneath water, you feel like you're with the penguin. And, you know, you, you see, like, all the little moments that, you know, this little guy goes through. So it looks pretty interesting. I mean, I'd see it. Okay. But I don't know. I'm I'm not super into nature documentaries, i got to tell you. Um, I'm, a little hes- I'm a little hesitant. I don't know if it's going to be for me. But if you're enthusiastic about nature and you like the previously established Disney nature movies, Penguins might be something noteworthy. Do you think they ever like lost the penguin that they were filming? They just had to like they just replaced them with like, another oh. penguin. Yeah, <laughs> they, got, I, they got him in the credits. Like <laughs> two two names for the penguin. Yeah, I just I don't know how they do that. I don't know, I don't know how they just they they know the difference between one penguin and they just because uh, you know imagine like penguins you know they, they probably tie something around its ankle. Maybe like a tracking device. Yeah, well, well, some, something <laughs> under house arrest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about that, but I've seen some like some footage in my biology classes where people like go to islands and track birds to see evolution type things, and they usually wrap things around their ankles that are identifiers. So maybe they did something like that. I don't know. I couldn't tell you, but I haven't seen any of the Disney nature things. I don't. I don't know how they conduct their business. But those are movies coming out this weekend. Got Breakthrough and Penguins. And now we're going to go on to our news stories. There's only a couple, and there was one big trailer that came out this past week, and it was the teaser coming out of Star Wars Celebration for Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. I got a question for you. Are you guys big Star Wars fans? Oh, Huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, because I'm, I'm not actually. like I, I enjoy it, but I don't have a Star Wars poster. I don't even own the Star Wars movies. But really? I own them all. Yeah, but but I'm, I'm Blu-ray. Actually, yes. Oh, okay, we got a fan over here. <laughs> but when I'm in, in the animated when I'm series. in the theater watching Star Wars movies or seeing these really well put together trailers, I feel like I am. Man, this this makes me think that I love Star Wars, and I wasn't super excited about this movie up until now. But the tra- the trailer is great. It's got a whole bunch of very long shots of Ray. It's got a cool thing of Kylo, like putting a guy down with his lightsaber. It's got a voiceover narration by Luke Skywalker, who 
that's interesting. I don't know what they're going to do with that, but it sets up all kinds of mystery without revealing anything that might happen in the film. As far as we know, I think this is just a very well put together trailer when you can get your audience excited without giving things away. What do you guys think? I loved it. Like there was nothing. There was nothing up until now. It's complete drought. Not even a title. Yeah, not even nothing. a title. Do you like the title? Yeah, I do. Um, I At this point, there's so many different things that could be happening. It's kind of hard to pin down exactly what I personally want to happen. Because I personally want some of my theories to be right. But then again, I kind of want to see what they do and hope that they surprise us as well. I think there's kind of like a basic outline. Like you have the idea that Ray's probably going to head the new resistance take down Kylo as the leader leader of the first order things like that. I think I think the broad strokes are going to happen, but where JJ and company have a chance to really leave an impact on the viewers is in the small things. What about you Anthony? Do you like the title? I mean like with the whole okay. I after cuz I I had some mixed reception for the last Jedi and because it kind of it didn't really answer any of the questions from the force awakens. It kind of like put the movie at like a standstill on what's going to happen. So I'm, I'm curious to see how they uh, fix, I guess, or how to wrap it all up in a bow. But yeah, I think the title is really interesting though. The, but the rise of Skywalker, like who, who are they talking about? Like, are they talking about, it's a mystery. I mean, it, I mean, could it be Kylo? Cause I guess he is technically, he is a technically Skywalker. a Skywalker. Yes, he is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it can't be Ray well, though. But then, you know, I mean, he's technically a solo. But he's technically a Skywalker too. He's also technically a solo. So there was a theory that I saw online. Skylo. I can't take credit for this one, but I saw this online that Ray's new order of Force-sensitive beings will no longer be called Jedi, but will be called Skywalkers. Ooh. Because in the Thrawn book series, they, there's a. Thrawn is a Chiss that is his mm-hmm. race, and the Chiss have four sensitive children that they call Skywalkers in their language that are their navigators. For oh, the that's Chiss. so cool! So Ray, her new like order thing might be called the Skywalkers, and that's I thought that was like the coolest theory I've heard so far. Could that be like a, a nice send off for uh, Mr. Luke himself? They've been mar- they've been talking about this as Episode Nine being the end of the Skywalker saga. So yeah, one know. thing to keep in mind is from the beginning, George Lucas has said that the the Skywalker saga is about Anakin. That's what the story is about, is about Anakin. So it's somehow going to relate back to him. I mean, maybe the first six, because Anakin's... The first six films are about the rise, fall, and redemption of Anakin Skywalker. I, I see that, but these last three? And then also... Hmm. What about uh, a certain uh, chancellor that we all love so much, Palpatine? Yeah, that, that's that was really well done because it's got Luke's voiceover says no one's ever really gone, and then you hear the Emperor start laughing, and you're like, oh, he thought you know maybe you know maybe he could be coming back because I mean the in Episode Six you saw him get zapped by our, well not zapped but thrown over mm-hmm. uh, the the elevator yeah, shaft the yeah. elevator shaft I mean I don't know maybe. He just uh, teleported and to some other galaxy. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I'm, well, I'm they excited. Can, they can bring back just about anyone as a force ghost. <laughs> well, the Sith actually cannot be a force ghost, technically. Like I said, they can bring back almost anyone so, as a force but ghost. But the Sith can attach themselves to items or locations and Do have it. their spirit-esque <laughs> thing. Do it. 
So, so in the Clone Wars TV series, there's a part where Darth Bane is like haunts his own tomb. So you see a man, like a manifestation of Darth Bane, and he is interacting with Yoda in this one scene. So, the last scene of the trailer with the Death Star. I'm presuming that's Death Star one, not Death Star two. Because oh yeah, yeah, when they're on the surface of the planet and they're looking yeah. up. Yeah, no, that's Death Star one. Because yeah, Death Star yeah, 2 was bad. over Endor, and then... So it looks more like Yavin than it does like Endor. So if, for some reason, Palpatine wanted, like, put everything into Death Star 1 as his project and wanted that to be his, like... Speaking legacy, of the Clone Wars, you probably saw this already, but Star Wars The Clone Wars is coming back for a seventh season on Disney's planned streaming service. Yes. Ooh, how come, how come that wasn't a news story? I thought that was pretty newsworthy. Because it's not, it's not, a, it's not a movie thing. I mean, actually, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's movies. I know, but it's mostly, mostly movies. Mostly no, no. Ta- talking about Clone Wars specifically. Oh, speci- yeah, I Clone mean, okay. Like, as much as I... I think that show was awesome. I think that show was one of the best cartoons I've ever seen, and I love it. But it's it was a movie first, and that movie wasn't very good. But the TV series is really good. And they've got it. They've got a scene at the end of the teaser where Ahsoka fights Darth Maul, and it made me happy. <laughs> Man, this is this is weird. I I don't I don't think I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but I think this stuff is really cool. I think sometimes I, I think you are a fan of Star Wars. You, you just don't want to admit you it. You just don't realize it yet. I'm not going to deny that. I like it. I'm just not. I don't usually nerd out about it. I don't even have a poster for Star Wars, and I have posters in the triple digits. No, I I, I don't. But. <laughs> Well, you know what we're getting Colin for Christmas. Aw. <laughs> I, I'd take it. I'd find room for it, man. Um, One of my first thoughts about episode, just episode nine, like the existence of it and J.J. Abrams' return, is that they really split the fan base with The Last Jedi, I think. Like, it, it was a... Admittedly, it's a really risk-taking movie for a lot of it. And it's not afraid to be different and do things in a way that Star Wars movies haven't really done. But the stuff that it did paid off to varying degrees and some of it didn't. But the most frustrating aspect of that for me is that J.J. set up so much stuff in The Force Awakens. And you can clearly tell that he is like sitting in the director's chair with a spreadsheet of where he wants these characters to go and who's related to who and who's connected to who. And then the last Jedi comes in and it's like, yeah, none of that, <laughs> that none of that actually matters. And then they're coming in in this last movie and theoretically like, okay, I want to, I want to try and connect it. I'm just going to draw the line over the last <laughs> Jedi to to my movie. So I'm curious to see how that pans out because I saw an interview with J.J. Abrams like a couple weeks ago, and they were asking him about how he makes and tells stories. Because the interview, the specific context of the, context of the interview is that they were asking him about Lost. And he says that it's the mystery of the story that keeps the audience invested and in wanting to keep going in it. And that approach really carries over to a lot of his other storytelling. That's evident in The Force Awakens. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Because you're right. Because definitely Last Jedi took a lot of risks. And some of them kind of paid off. And some of them, not so much. I personally feel like maybe there they're, it could have been told differently but uh yeah no definitely i, I feel like episode nine is going to be a real challenge it was probably a real challenge to make which kind of makes sense why i because he pretty much kept quiet about any details about episode nine until star wars celebration like they were hush hush about it because 
you know, they didn't know how fans would react, but fans have mostly been pretty positive so far about the the teaser trailer. So yeah, have you seen some of the live videos from Star Wars Celebration? Uh, like, like what? Just a couple of them. like when people are standing in the audience when they played the trailer. Oh, and dude, like, I love those kinds of and videos. Like everyone's just like freaking out, yeah. like right after the trailer ends, and they hear the laugh, and everyone's like, "Ah!" ah! <laughs> We're just going crazy. If there was any divide from the, like the Last Jedi in the room, it just went away as soon as that trailer finished. There, everyone was like, All "It's kind right. of funny because like a lot of the time online, Star Wars fans, from my experience, Star Wars fans can be just toxic, like because they they have no idea what they want. They're like." Oh well, it was Force Awakens was way too close to the originals, and then Last Jedi comes out. Last Jedi so was way different. too far from the originals. Okay, what do you want? You know, I, I no? re- regardless of their opinions on Last Jedi or the Force Awakens, if you're a real Star Wars fan, you're going to be seeing Episode Nine. You'll be there. I think. I, every, I think everybody will be just, seeing just Episode Nine. Just to be there, anyway. even to like. Even if it was like terrible, like if it got a terrible Rotten Tomato score, I feel like people would still be there just to see, you know, what happened or whatever. Because that's why I feel like what a true Star Wars fan would do. I think that's a really good point, and Star Wars has one of the biggest casual fan bases, I think. Not even for people that are super into it or hardcore about it, but people, I think, I think just casual moviegoers really like Star Wars. It's a huge thing. Currently, the highest grossing film ever at the domestic box office without inflation is The Force Awakens by like $200 million. It's so close, and Star Wars means a lot to a whole lot of people. I can't say that it means a lot to me right now because I didn't I can't say that I grew up with it, but it's it's huge. Star Wars is Star Wars is American pop culture and those movies are everywhere and people like them and when I was watching this episode 9 trailer, I th- felt like a part of something. I felt like I was experiencing this along with a bunch of other people, and I was just kind of giddy. I was like, oh, this is cool. It's it's Star Wars. I gotta hand it to Disney's marketers. They do great work, especially with Star Wars. Yeah, it was great. And I'm I'm very excited. I'm very excited. It comes out in December. I don't remember the exact day, but de- no, with the exception of... Run- December. It said Christmas on the trailer, which mm, that can be okay. anywhere in December. Really. Yeah. With the exception of Solo, December has really been the... It's usually around the 15th. Star Wars yeah, month. Yeah, usually been the Star Wars month at the box office. Yeah. Um. So that was the Star Wars Episode Nine trailer. Got a lot of us feeling good and feeling cool. And connected to that, not coming out of Star Wars Celebration, but from a Bloomberg News article is... Star Wars will go on hiatus at the at the cinemas after episode nine. They're gonna take a break, they're gonna ramp down production a little bit. And I think that's the right move. Yeah. So if I read the article correctly, it said they were stopping like the main films, but they would still do the stories. Was that I think they're gonna I, I feel like because after solos like the spin-offs uh, after solos i think failure i mean it, i mean it wasn't a, a huge failure but it compared to like rogue one which was more, a, more of a success i'd feel like they, they said they were toning down on those spin-off stories but yeah no, i think that's a good idea definitely because when you have a star wars movie getting released every single year it kind of i guess takes down Fatigue, I guess. But then also, you can make that argument. What, what about a Marvel movie? Because yeah, it's like, what's Disney like, gonna do? There's like three movies a year. Marvel's you know? ending, and then Star Wars is ending. 
What's what are they gonna do? I don't know. <laughs> no, MCU's MCU's gonna last. I'm curious to see how long the MCU will last. Maybe it'll be like because we've already passed through ten years, twenty, thirty, forty. I'm curious. It, I, it's it's gonna be however long Kevin Feige wants to make those movies for, for probably for the rest of his life until yeah. they stop. Hey, hey man, I, I would I would too, you know, but I you said it with the annualized franchise thing, but. I will never, ever, ever not get chills sitting in the theater and the screen goes black. It says long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And then the Star Wars goes like, there's nothing else like that, man. I love that. I I really do. Do you guys know who does the score for episode nine? I think it's John Williams. Probably John. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought he was done after the last one. I think that's his last one. Okay. I think episode nine is his last one. And I don't blame him because the man. He's old. I think he's in his mid 80s. Or something. Age is not a factor here. Yeah. Uh, uh, you, uh, you, uh, <laughs> you know what? I mean, Clint Eastwood. I, I, think but... it, I think it is. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of talented people that are over the age of 80 that are still working. You got Betty White and Dick Van Dyke, Clint Eastwood, uh, some other. I'm not knocking the man folks. at all. I just think. Just if I understand if you'd want to be done, like, he's got to enjoy his retirement, right? Yeah. I. He probably could have retired like 20, oh, 20 sure. years ago. Yeah, but how could you resist the opportunity to come back to Star Wars? You can't. You can't, you can't not come back to Star Wars. I and mean, unless you're Harrison Ford. Oh yeah, he hates <laughs> Star Wars. Oh, and and Billy D is coming back to Star oh, Wars yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of cool. <laughs> They're so, like, how how many more uh, how many more uh, original characters can we knock off? <laughs> oh, speaking of that, did you guys see in the trailer? There's that one shot of. Ray and Leia hugging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder where that that made me hurt a little. There's a scene in the Last Jedi, I think, where they hug. So I think they, they might have they recycled just... some footage for that. Yeah, because yeah. they said they recycled footage from both films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. Yeah, a um, lot of lot of emotions in Star Wars. Can't can't wait to see what they have in store. So those were our news stories, all about Star Wars, because it's been a while since there was any Star Wars news, and we're gonna finish off tonight with a movie showcase. Had a like a film come out last weekend and it was missing links. So tonight we're gonna talk about Coraline. I think Coraline is one of the creepiest things ever. I'm 21 and I still get creeped out by Coraline. The animation is so intricate and the world is extremely detailed and little details like the fact that the parents, the alternate parents eyes have buttons sewn over them just ramps up the creep factor. And I think that's a testament to the quality of the film that it can still do that to me all these years later. Cause that, I, I remember seeing that thing when I was in like seventh grade. Yeah. It's, mm. it's definitely a, a weird angle when it comes to storytelling, but it, it's, it's really, uh, it's really good. I mean, it's, it's like I said, why I, I talked about missing link with the whole Leica and, and you know, the sets that they build and the character models, like, you know, it's, it's just, it, it's just so cool. You know, like that stop mo you know, stop motion. Like someone's actually like moving those characters in that mm-hmm. world. So I find that pretty cool and definitely worth checking out. I, 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 I would feel. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, and Coraline, I didn't see it in the theater. I saw it on TV. Like I said, when I was in like seventh grade and there's a, there's a sequence when the mom in the alternate reality, like shows her true form. Yeah. And that, <sighs> it's, it's creepy, but the movie is extremely well made. And if you're looking for an introduction to Leica films, 
I would personally favor I, w- I would favor Coraline. I would say check that one out maybe. But if you like that kind of thing, Coraline is something that I definitely recommend in terms of animation and in terms of just storytelling. If you like good visuals and well-made types of those films, I think Coraline is awesome. So that is going to do it for us tonight here at Beyond the Real. You are listening to WMHW HD1 and HD2 Mount Pleasant Mountain 91.5, a service of Central Michigan University School of Broadcast and Cinematic Arts. We will be back here next Wednesday at the usual time, Wednesday at 9 p.m., because this Wednesday at Celebration Cinema, Kyle Fields' marching band documentary, Together to the Stars, is showing. So if you like the Chippewa marching band, then maybe just inquire a little bit about that. From all of us here at Beyond the Real, we hope you have an awesome night.